0: All right, howlers, let's get howling But first, a couple quick warnings. First warning: this podcast contains adult content.
1: Don't be a pixie.
0: Second warning. This podcast contains spoilers for the entire Red Rising saga, including Lightbringer.
1: Hell yeah. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Etsy, email HallerPod at gmail.com. Visit us at HallerPod.com. And you can find us on YouTube. I don't know what to do with my
0: hands.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'll hold my beer. That's right. Peerless gold. And rate and review us. Five stars only. If you don't give us five stars only, then we'll make you hang out with Screwface on Marcher... One, three, five, two. What's the number?
0: (laughs) Uh, One, six, three, two. (laughs)
1: One (laughs) something. And it'll be not a good time.
0: And now, howler pod. Oh! yay! if some god
2: shall wreck me in the wine dark deep, even so I will endure. For already have I suffered full much, And much have I toiled in perils of waves and war. Let this be added to the tale of those.
0: Hello, Howlers. Welcome to HowlerPod, your podcast for all things Red Rising, where every episode we dive deep to break down, celebrate, and discuss all aspects of the fantastic Red Rising saga by Howler number one, Pierce Brown. Ow, ow. I am your host, Ben Reinert. I'm joined today, as always, by the amazing Aaron Ayres.
1: Hello howlers.
0: Aaron, what are we doing today?
1: We're on YouTube. <laughs> also.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what else are we doing?
1: <laughs> we're finally reading Lightbringer. We're doing our chapter rereads and we're starting with one through five.
0: Has it really been that long? Yes. <laughs> It's only been like It's been a long time. (laughs) Yes, chapters one through five of Lightbringer. I'm excited. Are you excited?
1: Yeah, so let's fucking load up this star shell (laughs) and shoot straight into our chapter summaries.
0: Hopefully we don't shit our suits.
1: (laughs) Are you doing accents now? (laughs) Part one, we open with Darrow, Castaway. We start the book with Darrow working on the whole of the Archimedes as seen on YouTube (laughs) on the wall. (laughs) That's right, podcast listeners. Open your computers. (laughs) Darrow and 200 of his men are marooned on marcher 1632, you fucker. (laughs) A trash moon that is slowly circling the sun, very slowly. Cassius and Arai dropped the ragtag group off and left to steal helium needed for the trip home to Mars we learn that Ray left Darrow a book about the path before she left. And Darrow is dark, sad boy, <laughs> moody, not a good hang <laughs> at the time. But he does find glimmers of hope when he thinks of Virginia, Pax, and Mars.
0: Chapter two, Darrow returns from working on the whole Archimedes and checks in with Harnassus on the status of the ship's reactor things are actually going pretty well. And it looks like it should be working soon. That is, if Cassius ever returns with the helium they need, Harnassus not optimistic about this. And then he starts voicing some concerns that are being raised over Aure's true intentions, even though he's secretly in love with her, just like everybody else, pretty much. I'm in love with her. <laughs> Most of this doubt is being sewed sow- by Screwface, who's in a real sad boy phase after Mercury. Can't he really believe that. He got kind
1: of scalped and... <laughs> Lost a leg. It's
0: tough. Tough times. Darrow, he goes to check in on Screwface in the comms chamber where he's taken up a very several like residence. Darrow tries to comfort his friend but is unable to connect. He's too far gone at this point and just needs to go home. Darrow leaves Screw and goes to train in his Razor room of requirement while listening to the <laughs> pass- passages from Aure's book, The Path to the Veil, read by an AI voiced Virginia. After training, he returns to his chambers and works on a new project he has taken up for PAX. It's his life story. Just as he lays down, the base's proximity alarms ring. Battle stations, battle stations, Votum Torch ship, inbound.
1: Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Chapter 3, Revenants. Everyone runs to their battle stations to prepare for boarding. But, alas, it is the wayward chin. <laughs> Ben's favorite. And Are. Are we saying Are? or
0: we can do whatever we want. It's our podcast.
1: It's tough. It's what is, a tough work. What does
0: TGA TGR say?
1: He's, he has a British accent and he says, all right. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> <sighs> we need Nick Brenlow back. <laughs> what a great opener, by the way. Chills. Okay. So the wayward Chain comes and they bring Callaway char in 2011 from Heliopolis. Daryl rapidly catches up on all that he's missed Virginia's alive. Mars has not fallen. The rim brought two of their three armadas to the fight. Kieran is now arch governor. Quicksilver is rumored to have quit the war. Sefi was blood eagled <laughs> and Fa ran up with the obsidians. And oh yeah. Fah is Ragnar's father. <laughs> and Thrax is like, bullshit. I didn't get all these <laughs> tattoos. For a bunch of traitors. I love
0: how Daryl basically like just read all the other chapters of Dark Age that he was not in. Yeah, I in, could have done that, in that part. <laughs> <laughs> it would have saved some heartache.
1: Uh, we also learn sadly that Rona's unaccounted for, and the mess Daryl left behind on Mercury got even messier while he was away. And there were lots of poles up butts. Lots, like millions. there was a road. <laughs> not good. <laughs> Then Cassius waltzes in with the helium. <laughs> Read the room, dude. <laughs> um, and he has bad news for Darrow. Severo has been sold in a high society syndicate auction.
0: Mm. Chapter four Darrow and his imperators watch a hologram of Severo being sold at auction. They learn that the buyer is the one and only Apollonius Alvaliyras. Mmm who is blasting a message across the whole solar system from his base at the dockyards of Venus to Darrow specifically. It's basically like, come get your boy. Let's duel. Otherwise, I'm going to kill him and put his head on a spike. That's the gist of the message. Seems pretty reasonable. Darrow, he's like, I want to go. But his imperators and council think that's a terrible idea, which it probably is. Yeah, well, (laughs) we do find out. (laughs) He attempts to make his case, but they aren't having it. He tells them, I'll sleep on it, and we'll talk about it tomorrow, but it's a ploy, and he is planning to sneak out in the night. Cassius anticipates this very obvious plan of Darrow's and tries to talk him out of it, but ends up agreeing to go with him because, of course, he does. Ore, not one to be left out, so she's coming along, too, as is their new friend, Dominus Portobello, a (laughs) 30-megaton atomic warhead.
1: I like that they got rid of saying Dominus, except for (laughs) the Portobello warhead. (laughs) Yes,
0: They prepare to sneak off the trash moon, except everybody else also saw this very obvious plan coming and they were waiting for Darrow at the Archimedes. Darrow explains that this is his path and they can also use this to draw society attention to Venus and let the rest of the group slip home to Mars. They're like, okay, the imperators agree at that point. Thraxa gives Darrow bad lass her razor as a parting gift. Daryl boards the ship and looks back to what remains of the tired and beaten army saying, Hail Libertas, one last time and only his echo answers. Awkward. (laughs) Very (laughs) (laughs) tough moment. (laughs) Like after he left, how do you think everybody's just like, that fucking asshole.
1: (laughs) And then they just go about their day.
0: They just go back to being on a trash Or they
1: start fighting over the (laughs) food packets. Chapter 5, Lysander Games. Horses! Best way to open a Lysander chapter. We check in with Lysander on Mercury, Heliopolis. He's being cheered on by the people as he enters the chariot games at the Hippodrome with Kyber, Glorastes, and Roan beside him. Glorastes and Roan are snipping at each other until Lysander shuts it down. Shut it down. (laughs) Anyone? New girl? Shut it down. I didn't get that. Sorry. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> we meet up with Pytha, deemed captain of the Lightbringer. Hopefully, it flies <laughs> before she takes Sclerastes home because he just can't. Just can't. The games are attended by many of Atalantia's friends, along with the Carthia group and the Wrath group. Mm. Julia albalona and the Raw pointedly do not attend. In the distance, we see the work being done on the Lightbringer, a grotesque behemoth of a ship that doesn't appear to be able to fly, and people are taking side bets on it. (laughs) We learn that Apple stole the Carthii docks on Venus, and Atalantia supports the deal as long as the ships keep flowing into her armada. This obviously pisses off the Carthii, specifically Valeria a. Carthii, one of the siblings and she's hoping to inherit the docks. And so Valeria and Lysander do a wink-wink, flirty understanding that they'll benefit from each other in the future. Mm -hmm. So the games begin. Cicero rides out with Blood of Empire leading the four-horse team.
0: Exciting chapters this week. How do we feel about the start?
1: I'm just excited to be back. (laughs) Even sad boy Darrow can't get me down.
0: Yeah. There's like little kernels of the the Darrow that's coming here, I think as well. So yeah, that ties into what our theme for these chapters is, which that ties into our theme for these chapters, which is
1: Rebuilding. Wow. I didn't know if you were gonna say
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was prompting you. Thank you. Yes, so we've got some rebuilding going on in these chapters, and we, right?
1: We at HallerPod. We are also rebuilding. Wow.
0: Yeah. Synergy. Yes. We planned that. We, we did. But we did. Um, so yeah, we've got Darrow. He's like literally rebuilding a ship. He's kind of also rebuilding
1: his... And is also
0: building a ship. Yes. We've got two ship building going on. And we've both got them building in separate ways. Darrow's kind of like rebuilding his damaged psych and ego after the fuck up that was Mercury. Uh, yes. And then he's trying to rebuild his relationships in some ways. He's trying to rebuild his body that was broken also on Mercury.
1: Yeah, he's got some old wounds from the loon.
0: And then we've got, like you said, Lysander also rebuilding a ship that's stolen. I mean, that really sticks in my cross stealing the Morning Star and rebuilding it, calling the Lightbringer. Bitch ass. Well, Every it. time he calls it the Lightbringer, I'm just like.
1: That's not what it is. Where dude. do you get off? Although bro? I will say. Darrow renamed it the Morning Star.
0: Like it's already been renamed once. So so it doesn't matter.
1: Not that I'm on Lysander's (laughs) side, but let's not forget history.
0: Are you calling the ship a slut? (laughs) Yes.
1: Definitely. I'm just saying she goes whichever way. Whoever's inside of her gets to tell her what her name is. rated r this
0: started off well <laughs>
1: also lysander's rebuilding connections mm-hmm. and he's politicking rebuilding uh,
0: some power he's trying to rebuild that a little bit of that power that he kind of lost by getting involved with atalantia because she kind of basically neutered him after she did Mercury. the opposite
1: of building yeah she killed his parents spoiler
0: so let's talk about some quotes let's do it the first quote we have this is where Darrow is literally rebuilding the Archimedes, but he's also thinking like, Hey, maybe I can rebuild myself too.
1: Well he's he's starting to. He's yes. resisting the opaque writing. Right. Which I also resist. <laughs> so you know. This quote I, comes I get from it. the
0: path to the veil.
2: The path is made of many stones that look all the same. When you tread upon evil, do not rest or look down, because goodness is only a step away. The next may bring ruin, the next joy. But these stones are not your destination. They are but your journey to the path's end. I mull over that as I weld another panel onto the hull. Maybe this is just a stepping stone. Maybe this place isn't perdition. Maybe it's a gift.
1: Wow. Mm. Introspection from our warlord. Darrow's always been a softy at heart. I'm uh, glad think that, that he's getting some therapy through this.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of passages, especially in this first section here, where it's like Daryl was definitely changed by what happened on Mercury. He's like, can't just be the old warlord again. He's there's looking-
1: been a change in me. <laughs> That's from Beauty and the Beast, the musical.
0: <laughs> he's looking for something new, and he's resisting, like you said, the path but ultimately we know that the path helps shape him is going to be what's like going to pull him out of this.
1: And while rereading this specific chapter, I'm thinking, do you think Darrow's looking back? Like, man, we should have never gone to Mercury. And they went to Mercury, uh, after iron gold, like between books. Mm-hmm. So we didn't even see that first iron rain where like all the obsidians died. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they shouldn't have done that. We should yeah, have just not gone to Mercury. The whole
0: thing, yeah, probably shouldn't have started.
1: You know, and then I was like, I wonder if while he's introspecting and I am as well, for like, maybe we shouldn't have blown up the docks of Ganymede. <laughs> that doesn't. That doesn't age well. I think
0: that may come up later.
1: You know, I'm just like, <laughs> we're learning. This is our first time being a warlord. You know,
0: a lot of lessons in this book. Yes. Yes.
1: And then someone else who needs. Some help is Screwface. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um Darrow is talking to Screw, um, trying to build him up. Darrow says
2: I tell myself that I'm checking on Screwface to keep him straight, but it's my own loneliness that inspires the visit. Of all my survivors, he is the only one who shares memories of the institute. I just want a spark of our days of glory from an old member of my pack.
0: Mm. So I think there's a few things going on right here. Like he's trying to re-spark, rebuild this relationship with Screw, but really incapable of doing that, right? Because like Screwface is not open to it at this point.
1: Yeah. And bless him. He he was Screwface because he was ugly, named by Cassius. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> so nice. Then he got really handsome, Mm -hmm. you know, and then now he's back. He's low again. So that's why we should not put (laughs) meaning into the way we look on the (laughs) outside. Screw face. Maybe it's about what's on the inside.
0: (laughs) There's also something else here where it's like, and I think this kind of informs the rest of the book. And that's that Darrow is kind of looking for some of those old memories and, wants to have the pack again and i think that's you know talking about like what happens in this book where we basically get cassius severo and darrow riding again together mm-hmm. all of this is all set up in these first five chapters so well like darrow on the path some of this nostalgia that we're gonna get with kind of the old old school vibes from the institute or our, our threesome again so like all of it's just right here. You
1: mean Red Rising, one of the best books <laughs> out of the saga? It's a great book. <laughs> You're number one.
0: <laughs> and then we've also got Darrow just trying to rebuild his broken body. He's, his arms screwed up, his lungs pinching. I mean, Lysander fucked him up. And, and I,
1: before you read this, yeah. I wanted to say I'm being a good howler. And I, I wrote in my... Oh, yeah. I got the, got the <laughs> one with the poster that's like all folded. Did anyone else get this? What am I going to do with a folded too. poster? I know. Just leave it in there. As soon as
0: I saw it, I was like, oh, it's folded. Hmm. Lame. <laughs> yeah.
1: I wrote down page 14, workout inspiration quote.
0: That's, I thought about that too. Yes, like it was such good.
1: I don't like working out at all. Yeah. And I'm always like, you know, I'm like, Getting changed to work out, and the whole time I'm like, "Fuck, fuck, I fucking hate this." <laughs> yeah. And like, I'm doing like a easy twenty minute workout. Yep. So this is my workout inspo quote.
0: Yeah, this, this that's why I, that was a big reason I wrote it down too, because I was like, "This is such a good like if you're trying to get anything done that you don't yeah, want to do." Yeah, even like
1: yeah, you, you're supposed to study yeah, or yeah. you need to you know clean your house. Right. Like this. Is-
2: I almost cave. But I know by now that voice of reason is the enemy. Inside me, there is a coward who fears discomfort. That coward will offer solace in the form of excuses. But it is the coward who grooms a man for his defeats, the coward who makes him accept them because he is accustomed to finding a good reason to quit. The coward inside can only be killed one way. I toss down my pack and don my training kit. Hello, teacher, I say to the sphere's computer.
1: Call that coward no <laughs> not today coward so yes darrow is rebuilding his body here
0: and this is like we gotta call out a good montage when it happens like this is a good training oh, yeah. montage right here
1: it's ready for the screen <laughs> yes <laughs> and like the way the gravity's shifting and it's virginia's voice i can just
0: like imagine some quotes from virginia like layering over the top of some images of daryl like training and, like and fading like, in and yes, out yes
1: yeah yeah <laughs> we should direct <laughs> the show i agree I'm yes in. we have a lot of experience doing film work <laughs> like here <laughs> okay who else is rebuilding we got lysander mm-hmm. chapter five so he's like we said rebuilding the Lightbringer. yes the morning star turn light bringer asshole so
0: <laughs> he's talking to uh valeria alcarthia we have a couple quotes from their conversation they kind of have an extended conversation where they're
1: they're kind of flirting kind of like are you in my corner yeah, can i trust you to feel
0: each other out
1: yeah and the thing with all this politicking is like you're risking death <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. so they're like oh
0: yeah, you, they don't want to seem like they like somebody too much, but yeah, also you're kind not of not too like, eager to like yeah. go
1: against the dictator. <laughs> you know, is Lysander really her pet? So Valeria starts out. I hear Horatia is responsible for that delusion of grandeur to the south. She's
0: referring to the now Lightbringer. Yes, yeah.
1: Lysander says she is. It was her idea to use the wreckage of the White Fleet to repair the Lightbringer. This
0: motherfucking asshole. Yes, I so swear.
1: It's it's the Morning Star and the light white fleet wreckage it's bad this it's, is just it's frankenstein
0: it's classic lysander just it's being classic a, bad guy being a total dick yes reusing our old ships and reusing the morning star turning it his own ship calling it the Lightbringer. the worst and then
1: and that's pretentious it the is light bringer it sucks
0: it's just it's like i said it's classic lysander it's classic just pretentious a-hole like you said
1: well like you said
0: yeah, yeah. And then the next quote, final quote for our, our themes here, Valeria goes on to say, what do you like and don't say peace? And Lysander says, power. After all, what else makes peace? This informs his character for like the entire book. He's after power, this entire book. With and
1: pretending that it's peace. That's how yes. he sleeps at night. And at and
0: night. ultimately like that informs every decision he makes all the way to the end of the book including cassius like it's about power in the name of quote-unquote peace
1: yeah not cool bro
0: this fucking guy all set up in the first five chapters of this book which is awesome i think like looking back these first five chapters are set such like a perfect roadmap and we'll get into this a little bit more in prime five as well there's a few nuggets in there like i just feel like this is one thing pierce does really well especially when you go back and reread the book for the first time like you're like wow it's all like right there yeah right from the start that's really cool
1: pierce is good at his job
0: he is i would like to introduce a new segment i
1: see i'm just now seeing this <laughs> Ben's, ben snuck into the outline a new segment
0: so we have a new segment i i don't know if you remember the segment from dark age who died today yes this is this is in place of who died today because okay. we didn't have a lot of deaths like Her, thankfully we were were trying to have fun with dark age there was a lot of death yes pretty much i think somebody died in every single episode or a lot in one episode. (laughs) yes so today i mean or well with this episode our our new season lightbringer season uh our new segment is how is cassius hilarious today
1: and how was he hilarious ben (laughs) i'm sure you are gonna want to take this one every week
0: (laughs) i would love to let's see It's when he steps out of the Archimedes with the canisters of helium as a returning hero. four on his. Yeah. And then it's right after Callaway just told everybody how like the entire free legions were...
1: Were pulled to death.
0: (laughs) Yes. Were impaled by Atlas from Heliopolis to Tyche.
1: And there's a road.
0: Yeah. And he just walks out and he's like conquering hero. Yeah. Nobody's nobody's happy to see me. Nobody's happy to see me. And they're all just like...
1: That was hilarious to you. Oh god, it was not like a little
0: douchey. (laughs) It was perfect. No, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Read the room. I mean Sure. But also hilarious. Also So
1: how can you not love a handsome (laughs) fella?
0: He comes out, his curls are bouncing, his chin was probably shining. I mean, It sounds great. Anyway, that's been How Was Cassius Hilarious Today. Great segment. Can't wait for next week.
1: Thank you for adding that.
0: All right. I think it's time for the Prime Five.
1: Five of our favorite insights and observations from this week's chapters. I'll
0: take the first one because this was my observation. So I feel like, Darrow, there's like this quote that I feel like was a a little bit of a callback to Blade Runner and a really great line from Blade Runner. So that's a classic sci-fi movie. It's about... Harrison Ford, he plays a blade runner, which is like a person that hunts replicants, which are robots. They're alive for a certain amount of time. They're on earth causing all kinds of trouble and he's got to go kill them. Anyway, at the end of that movie, there's this great quote from one of the replicants who's about to die and he says, I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I watched sea beams glitter in the dark near Tannhauser Gate. All those moments will be lost in time, like tears in the rain. It's like this beautiful quote, very beautiful movie quote. And I feel like Pierce is like playing off of that when Darrow's about to walk inside Mm -hmm. chapter one, he's finished welding on the Archimedes. He looks back out, sees like the trash moon and the plastic and the sun shining off of it. And he says, I've seen things a red miner was never meant to see, unspeakable horrors, impossible beauty, things that would make the tale of particles seem commonplace. But today I feel a little different, a little more willing to see there's beauty here on this stepping stone. Nice. So I feel like that was a little like call out to Blade Runner by Pierce there.
1: I love it. Only you could remember. (laughs) Well, that's a very famous.
0: That's a very famous movie line. Oh, okay. I've seen the movie for sci-fi people.
1: I love it. Great (laughs) observation, Ben. Thank you. I was noticing one of my favorite new introductions in this book which is darrow's new breath of stone moves mm-hmm. his new will way mm-hmm. and you see it at the beginning of this book you yes. see the seeds of it starting when he's training with the book being read to him and then him going through the path so the breath of stone starts already right the room of requirement as you said <laughs> which i have to say that i was on a job site like looking at an existing building and it was a like manufacturing building and we walked by a room and the room tag said room of requirement <laughs> and I go room of requirement <laughs> and they're all like what and I'm like Harry Potter <laughs> and everyone's like looking at me like no and I'm like and some of them are like my age I'm like come on come on Harry nice. Potter <laughs> and then I'm peeking in the window like what's the room of requirement <laughs>
0: that's funny
1: it was a storage room interesting I don't know I okay. wonder if they just did that to be cheeky or... No, I think it's like, it was like part of their facility and huh. they didn't get it. I'm like, it's clearly Harry Potter.
0: <laughs> yeah. But yes, like we said, we're planting seeds right from the beginning here. He's already like basically...
1: He's on, he's getting on the path. He,
0: he's starting the he's Breath of Stone and he doesn't even know that he's doing it yet. Right. You know? Which and it's really
1: all cool. about, it's It's similar to Mind's Eye where it's it's like a meditative state. Yeah. So yeah, it's starting. Okay. And Virginia's voice. I know is the one reason that was it.
0: just that was like very heart touching that whole situation where he's like listening to her voice, you yeah. know, doing his practice.
1: Dude is whipped.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> for sure. I mean, who wouldn't be for Mustang? I, I mean, am. Come on. Okay, so let's let's rank these screw-face nicknames for Cassius as as number three on the Prime Five. So the list. Did we
1: get them all in this?
0: This is just in this chapter. Wow. Or just in these couple of chapters. So he calls him the decapitator of Ares, the Chin, Feckless Quim, the Avian Turn Cloak, Putrid Adonis, and Wayward Chen. So oh, yeah. I'm thinking like number one, I think has Putrid to be, Adonis. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was up there for me. That was I was up there. I was gonna go with Wayward Chen number one, but you're putrid Adonis number one. I'm probably featured uh, Adonis number two.
1: I'll take I'll take that l- okay. order. We have to agree.
0: Okay. And then I'm going to go... I'd
1: say Decapitator of Aries is five. Yeah. That's, are there five? One, yes. Two, three, four, five, six. four, five. Six. Yeah. So number that's the last on the list. Yeah.
0: That's probably the meanest one.
1: Then The Chin. That's kind of obvious. That can so be five. So we'll say
0: that's five. And so we just need to get Feckless Quim. And I think Feckless Quim that's three. That's three. Yeah. Avian Turncloak four.
1: Can you explain Avian Turncloak to me?
0: It's a avian means bird so he, he's referring right. to the fact that he's an eagle
1: oh yeah eagle yeah i did like when lysander was like oh you want me to get eagle shit all over me i was like "Ha ah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> the eagle
0: but i was like i was really enjoying Screwface coming up with six separate nicknames for i'm Cassius sure he has within, more because that like, was
1: only in like one chapter
0: yeah it was like two minutes of screen time
1: Screwface is shining. We didn't see a lot of him until Dark Age. Yeah. You know?
0: I was like a little suspicious of him.
1: Well, in Dark Age, I was like, yeah, he's the one who told Julia.
0: And he's like, and the more you go back and read it, like the more you look into it, he's easy to get even more suspicious of. Yeah.
1: He's more suspicious than Holiday.
0: He like disappears at the wrong times. And like, Uh then all of a sudden comes back and it's like, what were you up to, man? Yeah. But yeah.
1: I don't know. But now I'm like, poor
0: guy. I think he's all in, yeah.
1: So another favorite insight, number four, is Darrow's combo with Screwface. They're talking about how there's something up with Ara, but they don't know what. Everyone's suspicious of her, yeah. but like with a smile because she's so hot. Right. You know, they're like, yeah. I don't know. So Dara says she's something all right, but she's not Kryptea, which.
0: Then what is she?
1: I would like to be yeah. Cryptea. They sound bad. <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> Except for the part where they enforce the hierarchy.
0: They're like very much strictly like enforce the hierarchy. Thing. Yeah, it's probably a bad it's time. probably bad. Other than that, sounds great. Other than that, they're like
1: super spicy, <laughs> <laughs> which is cool. Screw says, what is she? And Darrow says, a friend, I hope. Screw says, let's pray you're right, because they're out there hunting us. They'll want to cut your head off for destroying the dark arts of Ganymede. What mm. did I say?
0: And it's hilarious, because she is something.
1: But they don't know what. But exactly. she is a daughter of Athena. But they don't know about
0: and the, Athena. the daughter of Athena's also want daughters of Athena also want to punish Darrow for the dockyards. Right. So it's like they're talking about it, but not talking yeah. about it.
1: So you're like, oh, they're close. And this is also they're kind circling. of a,
0: right. This is another little breadcrumb that Pierce is just laying out there early on, yes. and like so we can. W- this is like signaling where we're going. Yes. And we don't even know it.
1: We are not wayward chins because Pierce (laughs) is guiding us. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Towards the truth. (laughs) And then our last uh, and final Prime 5 insight and observation is that we do find out what happened with Callaway and a little about Rona. Erin touched on this, but her shuttle went down in the city before making it to the Morningstar. So we know she was on a shuttle. It was in the air and it crashed into
1: the the city. So that doesn't mean she's dead. No. and Um, she's, She's mod, modded out. Yeah, hopefully. She could be, you know, chilling with her bolts.
0: We've seen a lot of people, you know, survive plane crashes. Yeah,
1: especially off screen deaths. Right.
0: And then Callaway, we find out what happened with him. So there were some assault shuttles that were inside the Morningstar that were still working because they were shielded from the EMP by the Morningstar's hull. And so they hid, they used those ships, flew out, but they couldn't get into space. So they hid in the mountains. Then they hired some iron smugglers to get them off planet. And then they stole, stole their, their ship, <laughs> which was hilarious. Uh, and that ship was previously a Vodum torch ship.
1: Which is what showed up.
0: Yep. So they have, that's the ship that showed up. And then they have like a transponder that basically says that they're a Vodum ship. So they can kind of move around without being detected. Yes. And then a total of 2,011 people escaped. And with then Darrow
1: Kala. and Cassius had about 200. Yes.
0: We've got a total of about 2,200 people from like 9 million.
1: And I did want to bring this up. Okay. We see the Archimedes here that can't hold 200 people. So wh- were there other ships or were they I just in the, nut to butt?
0: Yeah. Not to butt in the, in the you think cargo bay. Yeah.
1: You think 200? I'm yeah. just, you know, looking in plan like those chairs there, put 200 of those little <laughs> boxes
0: a cargo bay is pretty big
1: but it's full of cargo
0: Well, I don't think they had a ton of cargo
1: I don't know I was just thinking like really 200 people fit, fit like, in the Archimedes? at least
0: four in every room probably
1: not to bet sir
0: pack them in there they were probably packed in
1: that was I was like were there other ships besides the Archimedes
0: do you think that Darrow and Cassius shared a room
1: I think they planked on top of each other <laughs> The whole time <laughs> before we move on, I had some
0: other things oh, on my yeah. note card. Yeah, that the note card.
1: I did want to talk about the artwork that I was just like, oh my god, it's folded in half. Mm-hmm. The poster's folded in half, but Del Rey published the artwork.
0: This is in the Barnes and Noble special edition. The
1: Barnes and Noble. And look at cat. Ka- or sorry, this is Daryl. Look at Daryl. He looks like Chris Evans and Adam Driver had a baby. <laughs> Do you see it? Yeah. So uh, open your books <laughs> if you have this one. It's like Chris Evans with a longer face. So it's like a yeah, little Adam Draper. It driver. is very
0: Chris Evans-y, yeah.
1: Anyways, couldn't pass that up. <laughs> I did want to ask, in the Dramatis Persone, that's right, mm-hmm. is this the first time they leave out the middle ow
0: I think so, yeah.
1: Because, yeah, I know t- I I wasn't sure. I guess I have dark age right behind me. I could like, but on the Solar Republic, they leave out the owl. So, Callaway Char. It's Definitely
0: the first time I've ever noticed it. Yeah, in this book.
1: Yeah, Orion Aquarius. You yeah. know, it's like yeah. their names like sound different without yeah, but then on the society, they all have they em. still have them. Yeah, so I thought that was cool attention to detail. Nice. Um. And then I did want to say how sad it was when Lysander said to Glorastes, have no fear, I will protect oh,
0: you. Oh, I highlighted that too. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Fuck. no, you won't. <laughs> you won't.
1: And I just feel <laughs> for Glorastes because, you know, he's kind of a dick, but he's just an architect.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's why you feel for him?
1: I just... I don't know. (laughs) You know, he's just one of the people who get stuck in the meat grinder.
0: Yeah. Get stuck
1: between... But yeah, I was like, ooh. That did hit me hard on that No, you won't. Okay, those were my extra notes.
0: Those are good. I appreciate those. Um, Should we talk about the Primus of the Week? Yes. Uh, So now that we've finished our Prime 5, it's time to name our Primus of the Week, where we choose one character... Who conquered our proctors of plot, and rose above the rest?
1: Who was it? Our promise
0: of the week is, Orey.
1: Pam, 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 (laughs) pam.
0: What are our reasons?
1: She's super hot. She's really. You can stop right there. Tall, like a baby horse. (laughs) You know.
0: Dusky. I like how they. Or a baby giraffe. I love how they sir described her as dusky.
1: Yes. She. No one knows how old she is. Yeah,
0: twenty to forty. But
1: Dara was like, definitely not 20 because her eyes are ancient. (laughs) It's like, don't look at her eyes. I'm telling Virginia. (laughs) We know that she is a good guy. Mm. Well,
0: Mm.
1: you know, (laughs) except for the accountability thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who wants that?
1: (laughs) And she's... Putting Darrow onto the path, right, which transforms him.
0: I think that's the main thing, right?
1: Um, into a better person and makes him a badass ninja fighter. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, so I mean, everybody's in love with her. She starts Darrow on her path, on his path. She also convinces the boys to let her to come along on the suicide mission.
1: She's got Cassius wrapped around her finger.
0: She's got Harnassus wrapped around her finger. Just everybody She's performing with a liar like weekly musical talent yeah so i mean how could we not name her the winner yeah she great seems job. like the only person that's kind of having an okay time
1: or like it's going the way she wanted it to <laughs> yeah, so. like she's in charge <laughs> i agree
0: do we have some time for the howler mailbag
1: well let's do it
0: all right uh let's do some voicemails to start okay who, uh, who
1: called thank you for calling everyone who calls everyone else you should call <laughs> don't be left
0: out <laughs> Uh, Our first voicemail comes from Sir Michael, and Michael, I owe you an apology. You were on my list of voicemails for the last voicemail Howard Mailbag. I accidentally forgot to play your voicemail,
3: so we're going to play it today. Hello, this is Sir Michael E. Howard. I haven't talked to you all in a long, long time. Just had to say, first off, welcome back, period. We are just very, very excited to just Hear some more of Lightbringer now. And I just had to give my first reactions for Lightbringer. I thought it was a really, really great read. And I do wish we would have got a little bit more of some, you know, wartime stuff and definitely, you know, could have used some more Victra fighting. But I do have to say, the very end of the book was very emotional. The best part about Pierce's writing right now is that he's really set it up so that we have some great closure on some characters so we have less people to look forward to in the next book and we can focus on all the important people. I do have to say, after listening to the last few episodes, my favorite battle has to be the Battle of Ilium. It just the visuals, Everything about it was amazing, but as far as one-on-one fight, I have to say that Volsong Fa fight with the, the whole visual and the confess, just amazing. Anyway, you guys have definitely made me feel like I have a community in the Howler world, kind of No one I know here in Arizona that's part of that universe. So I just have to thank you guys again. I'm so looking forward to the rereads and just looking forward to what y'all have to say. And I hope all is well. Oh!
0: That was wonderful, Sir Michael. Thank
3: you.
1: Good to hear from you again. Yes. It's been too long. It's
0: been too long. Let's play another voicemail from our, our friend Ethan. From new zealand i don't know if you remember him yes
1: <laughs> one of the kiwis
0: i think you had made a re- a special request i, I did make that a special request. he delivered on your special request.
1: oh i love that thank you ethan
0: <laughs> Fa.
4: tell me ben and Aaron, are you worthy ah just kidding it's ethan from new zealand I hope you guys are doing well. I must say it was very weird to hear my own voice on your podcast, but I'm glad you enjoyed it, and I hope you guys are doing super well. Man, I'm looking forward to this chapter-by-chapter read-along. I'm about halfway through my second read-through, and oh man, what a freaking book. I can definitely say confidently at this point that It is my favorite book in the series. Like, oh, man, the scenes in it, the chapters. All the moments that we get in this book, Lightbringer, oh, frick, it's insane. I must say, Atlas, dude, what a creepy guy. The blue hair. I mean, not that I have anything against blue hair, but, man, not for him. Frickin' heck. Gave me the chills. One thing I am really wanting to see in Red God is some moments with Severo and his daughters. Like, man, that guy has so many daughters, but we just don't see any moments with with him and his daughters. And it would just be so cool to have some sort of fight scene, some sort of uh, reconnection with them. And I just, I miss the moments between him and Victra. But yeah, I'd love to know your thoughts. And hey, what are you guys looking forward to in Red Guard? Um, Besides what you've already said in previous episodes, are are there any things you're secretly hoping will happen? It would be good to know. But hey, I'll leave you with a quote from Ragnar Volaris. I will give Eo your love. I will make a house for you in the vale of your fathers. It will be besides my own. Join me there when you die but i am no builder so take your time we will wait
1: he who speaks in bold are you crying <laughs> about um well i was terrified at the beginning and then i was sad at the end so thanks for the roller very coaster happy in the middle
0: yeah. Wow, Ethan. E- Ethan, what a delight. The bar has been set on voicemail, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: think impressions need to be in every voicemail.
0: I like that. Thank you, Ethan. Thank you for the kind words. That was And we look awesome. forward
1: to visiting you in New Zealand. <laughs> Thanks for offering your home to us.
0: Uh, I'm pretty sure that was part of the voicemail. Yes, You're right. I yeah. heard that. Yeah. Okay. Our next voicemail comes from some friends of ours as well, so...
1: No intro needed.
0: No intro needed.
1: Hey, Ben and Aaron, it's it's of City and it's Skipper and Crescent. Hi. And we're in a little bit of trouble and we need some help.
3: Yeah, we tried to break into the Wolf Sanctuary just outside Saskatoon and we got in a little bit of legal hot water. Uh, can we get you guys to come bail us out? We'll pay you back with whiskey and gin.
1: Yeah, we're just a little short on cash right now, and Gambit says he'd be the ones to help.
3: Yeah, he vouched for you. Yeah,
1: so if you could come get us, we're in Saskatoon
3: Prison. Yeah, we know you can't call us back, so we'll just, like, expect you. <laughs> we'll just wait. it will be fine. Thanks in advance. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs>
0: This only came in about two weeks ago. Oh so no! <laughs> I, I hope they're still alive. Oh shoot! We'll come get Skipper out. I'm leaving Crescent in there for. I want to know: Dribble, were they breaking so.
1: into the wolf sanctuary to skin wolves for their wolf's cloaks? Because <laughs> in that case, then we should probably leave them in there.
0: I'm definitely leaving Crescent in there for naming me Dribble. So, sorry.
1: Well. <laughs> and Gambit. It was Gambit.
0: You ever heard of Crossland Shaw?
1: <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> multiple names.
0: <laughs> I don't know him either. He's, I do. So familiar. I was
1: going to say I, I finished my last Peerless Gold <laughs> beer from uh, Cabin Boys Brewery from Hallercon. There it is. It's empty. Mm. I do have two more that are <laughs> crosses that he left here. But. I hid them somewhere so I wouldn't drink them, and I cannot find them. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> so I do have like a very messy. And yes, we know basement. who
0: Crossland is. I mean, he's just uh, our old just like, podcast partner. Gambit. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm sorry. Love you, Crossland. Skipper I'm just and Crescent, you. that you've been rotting in <laughs> Canadian prison. I'm sure it's very nice. I'm sure it's much nicer. <laughs> yeah. so,
0: so. Sorry about that.
1: Need, I'll renew my passport, and I'll be right there. <laughs>
0: And we also got a really fun email in from Cassie that I wanted to shout out.
1: Cassie, thanks.
0: A really, uh, a couple of great call outs. They said in chapter two, Screwface uh, lists feckless quim as one of their insults for Cassius. And this harkens back to book one where Cassius is one, is the one who calls Darrow a feckless quim. Oh, during his betrayal in it's the Institute. been used. i wonder if that triggered any flashbacks for darrow cassie says and then in chapter five she says classic pierce but blink and you'll miss this one if you're wondering why lysander places a bet with the roving bookie at the circus on mercury in an age where people have data pads and kiosks would make more sense it's because the ancient romans did it this way and she's wondering if they have to go find the roving bookie to claim their winnings We'll have to get get Heather on that one.
1: Yes. Our wise and wonderful (laughs) researcher who probably has a PhD by now because it's been so long (laughs) since we've recorded. Thanks, Cassie, for writing in. You know what it's time for? What are we into this week?
0: Aaron, what are you into this week?
1: So John and I have been watching Welcome to Wrexham, which... I've um, heard of this. Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia mm-hmm. bought a football team, and that is football as in soccer mm-hmm. for you Americans. <laughs> Yuck. Uncultured Americans. It's called Football. It's a very, it's a long documentary. There are like 15 to 20 episodes per season, and I'm not really per season.
0: So, there's already multiple seasons, so of that show? it's
1: in season two right now. But yeah. John and I started this last week, and like every night we've been watching like multiple episodes, and we're like, I guess there's more. But I will say, some are like filler episodes. I think Ryan Reynolds is quite enjoyable to watch, <laughs> he's very cute and funny. Uh-huh. So, even the filler ones, I'm like, hee-hee. yeah, and, he-he. and Rob McElhoney, he would be cute if you weren't standing next to Ryan Reynolds, you know, but (laughs) the the documentary is cool because it, it explains like the crazy way soccer works with all the different tiers and the leagues. And I didn't know all that. Mm. And it, it also goes into the town of Wrexham, which is in Wales. And by the way, airs my last name is Welsh. So, you know, you're practically a Wrexham fan. I am from (laughs) rexham but
0: and they like start really low and then make their way up right or something like that well that's
1: the whole story do they make their way up Uh, there's a lot of ups and downs but the documentary also goes into the town of rexham it talks about like individual people that live there kind of gives their life story Mm -hmm. so it's it's not like a fast hitting one it's a it's a nice like slow paced learn about the town learn about football the different leagues is it on it's on hulu okay but i've i'm really enjoying it nice yeah and ben what are you into this week and the only reason i didn't put this is because you fucking put it first i
0: know i know um i'm into spider-man across the spider-verse is on netflix so i was like i gotta watch this i meant to watch it over the summer
1: and then ben texted me and said you have to watch it i'm so mad right now (laughs) and we won't tell you why he was mad yes
0: no spoilers but I thought this was a super fun movie. Like
1: super get it? <laughs>
0: Jesus <laughs> I'm glad people are gonna be able to see my face looking at you saying that. <laughs>
1: Rolling your eyes. But if if you didn't yet, you should watch the first spider-man into the spider-verse yes this is
0: the sequel to into the spider-verse i think we've talked about into the spider-verse i'm sure back when it came out which was great awesome
1: i kind of wish i had rewatched it right before watching across the spider-verse because yeah. there were a few things where i was like wait i don't super remember super yeah <laughs> um like th- their relationship and like what was going on
0: but yeah but i thought it was super fun and just like a really well done movie um i have some complaints about the ending but i won't say more in the name of spoilers
1: it's not complaints in like a you shouldn't watch it way, right it's just in a it's in like a yearning way
0: yeah yes exactly but i thought it was really 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 well done and super like one of the few movies i've watched at home recently where i put my phone completely away and i haven't wanted to pick it up and watch it again so i feel like that's i mean look at my phone anyway So I feel like that's a really good review. It's also a long
1: movie. Yeah. I started it after work and then I was like, oh my God, this movie's so long. I stayed up pretty late. And then I was texting you at like midnight, like, fuck, (laughs) just finished.
0: (laughs) 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 And it's got, and now that it's on Netflix, like high rewatchability factor. There's a lot of like, if you're into Spider-Man, you know, there's a lot of Easter eggs and shit. I don't really necessarily care about a lot of that stuff but oh, i know I a lot of people do but yeah so like if you saw it this summer and want to watch it again i think it's a one one of those movies that you could get a lot of on a lot out of on a rewatch, on a re-watch. yeah
1: i like rewatching
0: all right that's what are we into this and week? i
1: like rereading
0: spider-man's having a moment right now he's like got a playstation game i really want to i want to fire up spider-man 2 on playstation 5 Let's i haven't do had a it. chance to yet it's, but spider-man Saturday. One was fucking awesome so if you're out there playing ps5 spider-man 2
1: does your controller shake when you shoot your web
0: it'll yeah it, it's got some feedback it's let me know how it is because i want to know all right what's coming up next week on howler Pod?
1: we are rereading chapters 6 through 11 mm. of lightbringer by lightbringer. pierce brown
0: by pierce brown Awesome.
1: All right. That's the episode. Special thanks, of course, to our best friend, Miles, for our episode art. Please file Miles on Instagram at mbensky Designs. He's also tagged in the art that he's done for us.
0: Miles is doing some excellent episode art for us. For each episode, for each episode which is year.
1: great because now I don't have to <laughs> do anything.
0: <laughs> it's not the main reason, but we wanted to. Like Miles is doing this out of but Miles can actually draw. Yes, and he's awesome. So go follow him.
1: We love Miles. He was just here. I miss him.
0: He's amazing. He should come back. Yeah,
1: Miles, come back. Special thanks to Nick Brinlow for the voice work, reading quotes in his in his British accent, and he will be here all season. And he also has a really cute baby. So. in case you wanted to know (laughs) and news things (laughs) subscribe subscribe to our youtube channel you can look at us you know if you want real life form i don't know if you notice but we're wearing our part one circus shirts and we match how cute is that (laughs) and don't forget to follow us at HowlerPod instagram x formerly twitter facebook we have an etsy store Yada, yada, yada. Email us. Howlermailbag at hollerpod at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail. 1-800-516-1540. Please do your own voice work.
0: Yes. Ask us a question. If you got a good theory, Ethan,
1: share it. Ethan gave a good example of, yes. of a great voicemail.
0: I guess we didn't even answer his question. Sorry, Ethan. We'll get to that oh, one. shit. <laughs> <laughs> the voice work was too good.
1: <laughs> what am I looking forward to in Red God? Quickly. Another book.
0: I'm looking forward to
1: the continuation of the story.
0: I think Darrow and Pax getting a dad dad son moment. You want a hug? Yeah. I or do a, you want, I want like a, a, I want a Darrow Pax hug?
1: You want like a look? I kept your key.
0: And he sees the key. And the key like hits Pax on the face, and he's like, "You kept the key." Nice. Yeah, yeah. Are you crying? I am. Now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I mean I've said this, but low husband, low wife, obviously gotta happen. Find links to all this at hellerpod. Tell a friend about the books. Of course, always do your due diligence. All of your friends should be reading this book series. Tell them about us if they've read the pot. If they've read the <laughs> If they've read the books. If they haven't, don't tell them about us. We are a sleeping giant <laughs>
0: <laughs> of spoilers. Of spoilers. <laughs> yeah. I was like, where are you going? I with didn't that? know where I was going. That's, <laughs>
1: that's when I point at you and rate and review us five stars only if you don't give us five stars only then we'll make you hang out with with tharsis at the (laughs) games and that'd be a bad time
0: yeah bad manners yeah all right thanks howlers
1: omnisphere lupus